1: <clears throat> and you can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. <clears throat> Warren Radio is on the following platforms: Amazon Prime Music and Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict. Castbox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. <clears throat> Do not miss the featured posts this week of our in-depth biblical articles and radio shows on DanaGlinsmith.com. Light, judgment, and the word. Rebellion or mercy? The path well worn. Last Witness of the Last Generation The Message of Mr. Trustwell Hope The Bane of Lawless People On warn-usa.com Christian Gospel Converge Last Days On Classic Warn Radio Life and Death Before You Book of Romans, Part 13. The Lord Will Save, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 86 on Battle Lines. And don't miss these worn Radio episodes for October 11th through the 13th. Wednesday's Advocacy Show, Memorial Young Martyrs Prophesied, Missions, Receiving Christ, Miracles and Signs, Thursday's Battle Lines, Isaiah's Series, Judgment and Justice, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 192, on Battle Lines, Kingdom War and the Coming King, Obedience or Rebellion, Part 7, on Sound the Shofar. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising, a Christian fiction thriller written by Dana G. Smith. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. And hidden within the storyline of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. And you can get your copy on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, Ingram, Angus and Robertson, and The Rising e-book can be found on Google Play. You can also get your copy of The Rising by going to dana.glynsmith.com, and while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren radio newsletter, and visit our Christian books and resource shop. Now I welcome in The Watchman. Greetings Dana, how are you doing tonight?
0: Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good.
1: Yeah, it's a mess.
0: Well, greetings. Welcome to another Friday. Maybe you don't get excited over Fridays. Well, at any rate, in a former line of work, which I spent many years in, I never got Fridays, Saturdays, or Sundays. Every weekend, almost every night. When everybody went out for them big Easter buffets, I was the one preparing them. So at any rate, welcome to a Friday. I enjoy my Fridays because I cut off at the root, social media and everything else. I turn off my computers and pretty much I don't look at them until Monday morning. And if I need some kind of someone contacting me, they can contact me on my phone. Tomorrow Shabbat, and we are coming down to the end of 2023. We really are. We're already in the 20th of October here. And this weekend's going to be gorgeous. Last weekend, I think it was last weekend and last week, it was cold. It was snowing. And it gave us a picture of winter. Up here in these parts, winter can be tough. Now see, I'm not one of those that... Any more that like to go out and do things in the snow. About the most I do in the snow is dig snow, throw it out of the way. But we are glad to be here. Me and the dog. You don't usually hear from her. I ought to have a show with the dog. She'll sleep through most of it. I would do most of the talking well at any rate we're talking about uh, well this is the kingdom war and the coming King series this week in his name that's in the name of Yeshua Jesus and see we're coming down real fast you see, these globalists, and that's why you can't get nothing done in the election area, because within the Republican Party are globalists. Bush Sr. was a globalist. He's the one that actually announced it openly openly, a long time ago. And so they they want a globalist society. And of course you fast forward and then you get Klaus Schwab's version of the globalism, which is to eat bugs, destroy the animals, and burn up all the trees. Now that sounds more like the apocalypse than it does any relevant human being that has any sense. But that's his goal. And we got more knuckleheads than we used to say. Carter has liver pills. Now, I don't think Carter has liver pills. I don't think they even exist. But in the old days, Carter has liver pills. That was a little thing we used, a metaphor to describe a quantity of something. Well, today, in his name. we're looking at the Redeemer and Lord we're going to find some examples in Israel at the time when he revealed himself to the masses he was later crucified and worked out our atonement but you see he worked miracles the likes of which they'd never seen Now the coming dark one, he is going to do miracles and signs but nothing like Yeshua. And if you're not written in the Lamb's book of life, you will believe him and you will be damned. Now you can believe what you want. If you don't want to believe me, that's just like, go ahead, you know. I have no reason to lie to you and I am not a liar and I have no reason to delude you I'm not a deceiver you're talking about the devil and if you're listening to this show you're not going to find the devil here we rebuke the enemy and we rebuke the powers of darkness now you see I think it's quite obvious you know when we talk about this the Lord was there on the streets of Jerusalem it was in the hands of the Romans and the Romans didn't have a clue as to the real God who was standing among them not a clue and unfortunately in America and the world people have not a clue, many of them. Now there's many of them that do have a clue and we're talking people from all backgrounds, former Muslims, Buddhists, Hindus, just out and out pagans that's what you're gonna find in America at least it used to be now we got people coming in like the Muslim horde that Obama started letting in and now they take up a portion of New York when they pray every day so we got religion boy America has religion religion will send you to hell boys You need the true and living God. You need the I am that I am. You see, because we are really looking at the kingdom war and the coming king. Part 8. Because the coming king is Yeshua, Jesus. The coming war is the war between darkness and light. Headed up by the devil in person when he shows up on the scene. Well, he's already here, but he's going to take on a new look. Yeshua was and is the eternal hope for all people. And we're waiting for the kingdom of the light of our god and father and our lord jesus christ and in his name we cast out demons we rebuke the enemy we see miracles and signs and wonders and we do maybe not as much as we think we should But the gospel's not dead, it's alive. And even here in Pagan America 101, well, the first version has been overrun. So the America that I knew, it doesn't exist anymore. And I was told that many, many years ago. (laughs) You know, it's been over 50 years ago that I knew it and I was told plainly, bluntly this is when the Lord revealed to me a little bit of what I was supposed to be doing don't ask me why, I don't know why I was raised a Methodist. They certainly don't care in the church I went to. After I graduated from college, I went back there to ask him, and and I found one of the preachers in there. They don't call them preachers, by the way. And uh, ask him if he was born again. Now, this is the guy that gets up on a nice, fancy pulpit Hmm. yeah, he didn't know what being born again was and that's an issue so needless to say, I've never been back to that church I asked him if he'd been saved maybe he didn't know what being born again was he didn't know about being saved either he didn't teach that of course, being, our whole family went to the Methodist Church. It was just like something we did. And, uh, Dad didn't go. But the rest of us did. Needless to say, in this kingdom and coming king, there's going to be not only globalism, a one world order and it you know they can do all they want to here and put together their own little version of a global global world but when the dark one comes he's going to refine it considerably and it's going to be hell on earth when he does and there's going to be globalist churches There will be globalist churches. They will be refined and defined by the dark one. But if you're a Jew, an Israeli, belonging to Israel, or if you're a Christian, you're going to be on the short list. That's not a good list to be on. You know when we look at the two kingdoms I think one of the best examples and there are others is when the Lord himself came. You see the Pharisees had their own idea and of course they had the temple at that time not the original one but the rebuilt one and uh, (laughs) you see one thing about it You know, walking around Israel at the time with Jesus, Yahshua, you know, a person can get hungry. So they were on the Sabbath, and I'm sorry, but you get hungry on the Sabbath, and the Pharisees didn't like this. So his disciples were out in the field plucking ears of corn. You know, you could have used them to throw them at the Pharisees. That would have chased them away. But no, they had to eat them. You know, they were hungry. But when the Pharisees, oh man, and they liked to follow the Lord trying to catch him in something to do, see? Because with the Pharisees, they were the strictest of the strict. and and there is a lot of issues because they didn't know anything about mercy not at all and so they saw the Lord's uh, disciples plucking corn and eating them oh my that was like you know the worst thing you could have done I mean that's worse than having the devil around man you you ate corn on the Sabbath what is the matter with you well lucky for us you know because there's a lot of us that actually eat on the Sabbath so if all of a sudden that was uh, really outlawed then there would have been some issues But the Lord said unto them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungered, hungered, or hungry? This is the original King James, so. They talk a little different. And uh, they that were with him, and how he entered into the house of God and ate the showbread now it says which was not lawful for him to eat neither for them which were with him but only for the priests or have you not read in the law (coughs) how that on the Sabbath the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless because they're working they're preaching they're teaching but I say to you that in this place is one greater than the temple now see that alone can get him in trouble because these Pharisees had a good memory and a sharp eye but I say unto you that in this place is one greater than the temple but if you would have known what this meaneth I'll have mercy not sacrifice he would not have condemned the guiltless for the son of man is lord even of the sabbath So you're with the Lord of Glory, he's walking down, he's hungry, he's in the human suit. He's not in his glorified state, but he still does miraculous things. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. And that's why there's groups on this planet that claim to know God. And they make all kinds of sacrifices. And there's some of them that uh, uh, their leader had taught them to kill others and rape and pillage. And if they die in the midst of that, they're going to go to paradise. Well, that's in their version. In the true kingdom of God, that's not going to happen. Now, I know some of these people and they, they, they follow Yahshua. They have found the light. Matter of fact we deal with uh, have dealt with them and have talked about them for a long time. They have a big church denomination in the Middle East and they're all born again saved ex-Muslims and they pay the price too. But you see, in this place, in our house, there is one greater than the temple. There is one greater than the system we live in. There is one greater than everything that's on this planet and in this universe, and that is Yahshua. He is Lord. He is King. He is the one we serve. But you see, we live... at a time when people are going to forget that. They're going to fight that. And the kingdom war and the kingdom is coming. See, there's two comings. The kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of the Lord. Now when the Lord came the first time, he came up to set up the kingdom of light. And set forth his apostles and the foundation of the church. This is the church that serves the Lord Jesus Christ. So the Lord gets done with them talking about, uh, <laughs> you know, the Sabbath. So they ate. And uh, so the Lord goes ahead and goes into their synagogue. And of course, there's Pharisees in there too. Now, Paul was a Pharisee. And he wasted the church, he admits it, but he got saved. Thank God he did. See, and and that's why, you know, in the news today, the guy that started Hamas, you know, the one that Israel's making war with, he was in the news today. Guess what? He's a Christian. (laughs) The guy that started it, he's a Christian. He got out of it. Well, it's still going strong without him. And he says Hamas doesn't care about the Gazans. Not at all. And he says before you really have war you need to get the Gazans out of there. See that's what God does. He takes you out of darkness and makes a new person out of you. He forgives you you walk in him and you got a new life and so there was a man which had his hand withered and they asked him saying is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day that they might accuse him this is in the temple and he said to them What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep and it fall into a pit on the Sabbath day? Will you not lay a hold on it and lift it out? Are you going to leave it in there? Of course they're going to get it out. How much then is a man better than a sheep? Wherefore it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch stretch forth your hand. He stretched it forth and it was restored like the other one. Now see this was it for the Pharisees. They went out and held a council against him how they might destroy him. Now see this is the way it went. So when we look at this we look at the Lord coming and we look at the major enemy he had at the time and it was the established church of the Jews. He was the Messiah of the Jews the Lion of the tribe of Judah (laughs) the Savior and the Pharisees who should know God don't know him they don't recognize him they don't accept him of course there's a few other little details in there too because of a delusion and a deception because of how unbelieving the Jews were in the past. And so the Pharisees hold a council against him, but the Lord knew it because he knows all things. So he left there and great multitudes followed him and he healed them all. You see, this is the kingdom of light, not the Pharisees, but the Lord working. He is the author and finisher of our faith. The Pharisees are in that global church of Pharisees that think keeping the law is better than mercy. And it's not that the law is evil. It's not. Paul gives a good defense of the law and talks about it. But you have to use it correctly. Now you see, Isaiah spoke about this. Behold my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him and he shall show judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not strive nor cry, neither shall any man hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed shall he not break and smoking flax shall he not quench till he send forth judgment into victory and in his name shall the gentiles trust now you see the thing of it is the people themselves they knew that he was the son of david that everybody had waited for i call him the greater son of david now this all this is found in matthew chapter 12 1 through 50 we're not going to do the whole 50 verses but we go on down to verse 22 and 23 then was brought unto him one possessed with the devil with a devil blind and dumb and he healed him insomuch that the blind and dumb both spake and saw now that's amazing And all the people were amazed and said, is not this the son of David? And so this is really where the fly is in the ointment. The ones that should know, don't know. The ones that shouldn't know, do know. I mean, they go there and he does things that nobody else has ever done. And so this is really. Now, see, here again, this is another example. But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow does not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, prince of the devils. Which is stupid, but that's what they said. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand and if satan cast out satan he is divided against himself how shall then his kingdom stand and if i by beelzebub cast out devils by whom to your children cast them out therefore they shall be your judges But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. Or how else can one enter into a strong man's house, spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man? Then he will spoil his house. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathers not with me scattereth abroad. See, this is the struggles of the kingdom of darkness in this one we find those that are within the church at the time you know this is the synagogue the temple they didn't accept him so while they were supposed to be in the light they were in the darkness Now you see another thing I like in this section in verses 38 and 39. So the scribes and Pharisees come up to the Messiah, the Lord. And they say, Master, we would see a sign from thee. They want a sign. I laugh every time I read this. And he says, But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. But there shall no sign be given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. That's his resurrection. See, they wanted to see a sign, but what's so funny is, you know, I just read you what the Lord was doing. This leads up to all this. So he casts the demon out that made this guy blind and dumb. And he did these signs and wonders everywhere. But yet the Pharisees come up and they want to see a sign. That was a sign. And then when he cast, uh, I mean when he raised Lazarus from the dead, he had been in the earth, you know, he had been dead for four days and when Lazarus came out of that tomb alive after four days now that was a miracle proving the divinity of Christ without doubt and you know the thing that's astonishing Nineveh Who itself repented at the preaching of Jonah? They were later destroyed 70 years later. I think it's Nahum that issues the warning to him. But he says the men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they reprint and repented at the preaching of Jonas and behold a greater than Jonas is here. You see the very generation that the Lord came to reveal himself it rejected him but the people on the street and others they accepted him Is he? and so today we we are looking at this in his name in his name proves the divinity of christ Because in his name, the Lord told us greater things than you shall do. Greater things you shall do than the Lord did, he says. Greater things than these, the things he's been doing. You shall do because I go to my father. And he raised Lazarus from the dead after 4 days. How many how many people can do that? Well, technically, if you know the Lord and seek him, you could do that. Now, you see when you look at it, you know, the devil's not going to cast out his own workers. That is idiotic to even think. But that's the only thing they could come up with. See, because we're talking about the kingdom of darkness. See, and another thing, when we talk about a divided kingdom, the kingdom of darkness is not divided. Its purpose is darkness, opposite of the light, opposing the Lord Jesus Christ. Period. And I think one thing that we need to understand is coming upon this earth is the kingdom of darkness. It's going to be a global kingdom. And there are churches that will fall in line with it. These are profane churches. and they will kill the just they will arrest them and lock them up they will kill them outright but there will be a fall of this kingdom of darkness now we know from the arrival of the dark one that there's three and a half years that he's going to reign, that's it. And I don't include when he comes back for a time to tempt those in Jerusalem. That's another part of Revelation and the prophecies. Now see, if you're an American and a church grower, a goer. Most of them teach in the seven-year tribulation. But that's not correct. I don't care what they say. And I know where they get it. The bottom line of it is, leading up to the arrival of the Dark One, if you think there's just going to be well, see, the, the way they divide it <laughs> three and a half years apiece, three and a half years of tribulation. And so the pre-trib tribulation is, you know, before that, seven years. The mid-trib is after three and a half years, and then the post-trib is at the end. He, the Lord is coming again. But the Lord also prays in John Father I pray thee that you would not take them out of the world but keep them from the evil. He prays not to take us out of the world but to keep us from the evil. That's because we're to be a witness when and the one thing we do know in revelation the days that this dark one the beast is going to be there on the throne now that doesn't mean he's not going to be wandering around somewhere he will but scripture picks him up when he accesses his main power for three and a half years now it's approximate because if you count the days There's a difference in days between, I think it is, Daniel and what we have in the New Testament. See, I don't worry about all that. I'm waiting for the Lord to come. When he comes, I'm going. That's it. More importantly, you should be more concerned about preparing yourself and your family but see a lot of people just don't believe they're going to be here. And if you want to believe in it that's fine. I don't I don't care. Don't make a difference to me. Because a lot of people in America are firmly convinced But see, I don't let that kind of thing bother me. You know, if you don't want to receive the truth, that's up to you. You know. I'm going to tell you the truth. And if you don't want to believe it, that's up to you. And I get that from revelation 22 he that is wicked let him be wicked still now there's four things that are compared there i'm going to give you only two excerpts of it you look it up yourself in revelation 22 he that is wicked let him be wicked still he that is righteous let him be righteous still and following that it says for i come quickly and my reward is with me to give to every man according as his works shall be So wickedness is going to continue. Righteousness is going to continue. And when we talk about the kingdom war, you know, you can get to a point in a nation when the kingdom of darkness is put down. You know, it's not strong. But you can also get to a point like it is in America. When darkness is raining. And the reason that America went down is because slowly but surely. During my lifetime. They have destroyed the faith of Christ. and if you count tribulation and trouble we've had a lot of tribulation and trouble and it's not even the tribulation yet but we're close and I tell people if you were to go in the pre-trib rapture I mean it should have already occurred Because we've been in tribulation, really, from the year 2000. And to say that your total tribulation during this period of darkness is only three and a half years is laughable. No, we've been in it a long time. And we've watched America falter and fall. Now, see another little scripture I like when we talk about this section. This is in Luke. So at any rate when we look at this thing I think the irritating thing is is that in America we should know better we've had more Bible schools we've had more Christian colleges We have produced more Bibles, more Bible materials, we've sent out more missionaries. We've done all these things more than any other nation. And during my time as a kid you never ever would have seen the stuff that's going on in America today. This is not America. America is becoming an abyss of sin and sickness, of stupid ideas, weak people, and there, the iniquities and the sin and the stupidity and the foolishness is outlandish. And everything we're doing here is not going to help you one iota for what comes. The kingdom of darkness is so entrenched in America today with blindness. People are totally blind today and happy about it and they're going into this war. And, And they they don't have a clue. Not a clue. Now, see, America may be divided, but the kingdom of God isn't divided. Darkness isn't divided. And the real problem we have here, people don't want to believe. They believe what they want to believe, but they don't want to believe the truth of the gospel. Now the people that do want to believe are the people that have been following other things. And they finally find the truth. And that truth is a God that loves them. And the Son of God who died for them. And the Spirit of God that sustains them. And the Word of God that gives them hope. America has thrown out all of those things. And today America is corrupt. The Biden administration is one of the most corrupt administrations we've ever had. And I know ahead of time, long before biden ever ran for president or was going to be there that that election between that candidate and donald trump wasn't going to be what everybody thought it was i knew that the lord had revealed that to me and when i say revealed i mean i was told verbally And I was also told that when Biden would win there would be a coup d'etat. Now I've said this many times but it's important. And he says that coup d'etat is not to get rid of Biden. And this is the initial coup d'etat. This isn't afterwards when they want to get rid of him. It would be a coup d'etat To overthrow America and change America because as it turns out a lot of people believe that Joe Biden has Obama pulling the strings and we know he wants to overthrow America but who knows but I knew these things just like I know about the fall of America the America as you know it will cease to exist I knew that before anybody Anybody that I meet. Because I was told that. And I had three visions for three days. At any rate, I don't talk about those much. I summarize them today. Because I want you to have hope in the Lord. I want you to have hope in the Word of God and be led by His Spirit. I do not want you to be led by any visions, any dreams, anything that I say God told me. Because while that may be nice, I look to the Word of God, the Spirit of God, and the Son of God, and to our Father. And I think the biggest thing that people think that's wrong is that the kingdom of darkness is aloof, you can't find it and it's failing and man is going to reach their zenith of perfection. Many, many years ago there were professionals that we're trying to create the internet and do the technology that we have today. Because the goal was to enable man to live forever and that's without God. So back then they were trying to upload all their memory their soul and everything into technology that would last forever now that might work in Star Trek and in the movies but God is the father now that's the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob the great and mighty most revered God even our father who gave of his only begotten son that father there's no other father there's no other son there's no other redemption period and if you try to follow another redemption you will find yourself in a place that you will not like so you fight this fight with the faith of Christ the spirit of Christ the word of God you know all your tools all those things God has made sure that the believers get when they receive him because without his spirit you can do nothing without his word you can't do anything and without being born again of that spirit you're not going to be saved. You must be born again of the spirit. Marvel not that I said you must be born again. The real truth is god is not going to let the devil have his way god is not going to allow the devil to assume control of the earth forever god is not going to allow the curse in this earth and the curse on man for sinning and falling forever he has a cure He has a perfection. He has a goal. And we will live with that God and our Savior forever. And that's what you have to understand. And so when we're talking about the kingdom war and the coming king and in his name, It is in his name that we come to the Father. It is in his name that we get saved. It is in his name that we ask the Father of things that we need. It is in his name who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. In his name, do not forget that. Father, we thank you for your word. Bless those that hear this whenever they do. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the hearing, the preaching, the teaching, the receiving of this word. In Jesus' name, let this word go out, Father, throughout the Internet and to all parts of the earth. Open up the hearts and ears of those who hear this to receive your word in Jesus name don't forget to go by our websites at warn-usa.com dana-glyn-smith.com. take care of yourselves be safe may the Lord bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you so long have a great weekend shalom